Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. <laughs> I'll never get why we can get the first. I know, one, but it's a, it's so no bad. Sense. It's so yeah. bad. Welcome on in. It's a new edition of the Clap Your Hands podcast, presented by Coors Light. I am mm. Jack Fritz, along mm. with Elliot Short Parks, as the Sixers save the season. I, I mean, what a what a basketball game! It, it was it was so process e like it felt so processy. All these kind of backup, you know, Max is out there, sure, Buddy Hill's out there, sure, but man, it felt like a good old fashioned process Sixers win against a red hot, smoking hot Cavs team who clearly thought they could just roll the basketball out and win a basketball game tonight. Regardless, Elliot, how you doing, pal? Man, I needed that one. Like, I needed that one. And I probably feel like a lot of fans needed that one. The last time we recorded this pod, uh, me and you were talking about trading a B, trading Maxi, tanking for the season. Like, it felt like after that trade deadline, the emotion was very low. And then they come out, they get smoked in the next game. They beat the they beat the Wizards, who, you know, whatever. It's a win. They needed it. But this tonight right here is what they needed. Like, we'll, we're going to get into how sustainable it is and the Kyle Lowry signing and all those things. And, you know, the stretch they have coming up is really hard. But, man, they needed that win. Like, they were 10-point underdogs going into it. If they would have gone out tonight and not been competitive, Maxi, you know, had another clunker. Maybe Buddy wasn't as good as he's been in the first few games. It would have just been so demoralizing. It would have sucked to watch them go to Cleveland and, you know, play how they did against Golden State and Brooklyn uh, and Atlanta and those type of games. So I think I really needed that just to, like, have faith in the season again or at least, like, get back on the right track of believing. And what's weird is I don't like they needed it. But what stood out to me tonight, I'm curious if you had the same takeaway, is while they were clearly much more talented than what the process Sixers ever were. I almost feel like they had a similar attitude of like they they don't know what they don't know. Like Buddy Heald doesn't know he's not supposed to be the number one option in a win over the Cavs. Like B-Ball Paul going up and blocking Donovan Mitchell. Kelly Oubre shooting that ridiculous three-pointer and making it. Ricky Council making those two free throws to help clinch it. Like it feels like when I watch this team and that group of players, all of them have confidence they could drop like 30 or 40 points. I don't think almost any of them could besides Maxie and Buddy but they have the confidence they can do it. And I thought that showed tonight. They looked like a bunch of guys that were not intimidated whatsoever about going and playing the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah, and I don't know why. It was so weird. It was just like right. that they all decided tonight to be like, you know what, I'm going to ma- almost maximize my m- myself. Because um, they looked was, so lifeless the last few games. It did. It did. And, like, they won down in Washington, and that was good. But, like, I, 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 Elliot, I, I don't have this stat in front of me. But I am pretty sure. My favorite stats. I'm pretty sure I've never seen the Sixers lose to the Wizards. Like, <laughs> it like does least, feel that way. Yeah. Like at least this modern, like yeah. competitive. Like I don't think I've ever seen them lose to the Wizards. So like it's like I actually don't think I can physically watch another Wizards basketball game. That's they're like, bad. They're bad. They are they they are one of the teams in sports where I don't think they have a chance to ever win a title. The the the, the, the Wizards will never be in a yeah. finals. I'm convinced of that. I agree with that. Um, I would be stunned if the Wizards are ever in an Eastern Conference final. <laughs> but like it was insane watching that team tonight because mm-hmm. they all like Kelly Oubre was just like okay I'm gonna hit uh, mid range jumpers I'm gonna hit mm-hmm. ridiculous threes I'm gonna drive to the rim uh, Buddy Hield's like you know what I'm basically Steph Curry 
Um, if not better. <laughs> he plays like it. I mean, he, he is he is not shy uh, of shooting the basketball. Ricky Council, like it was, it was, it was. It was weird. It was weird. It was it was mm-hmm. good. I'm glad they got it. They needed a game like that where, because they could easily be like, dude, this is a waste of time without Embiid. What tonight did for me was make me excited about Embiid's return. And yeah, yeah. I don't think like we'll get into Lowry a little bit later, but I like I don't think Lowry signs here if he doesn't get at least a good indication that Embiid is going to be back and and at least mm-hmm. play meaningful minutes. But like tonight, seeing Buddy, he'll do that. Seeing some of these guys do that, like it, it starts to make you dream a little bit on what they could look like when Joel is back. Well, so Daryl Morey said something at his press conference after the trade deadline about how, you know, when they have him beat, he feels they have the deepest team in the playoffs, like the playoff rotation. And we could certainly debate that. Like there are other deep teams in the league. But tonight, it looked like it. Like I think Kelly had 24, Maxi had over 20, Buddy had over 20. Um, I'd have to look. I mean, there was a bunch of guys in the teens. Like, they really shared the ball around, and it looked like they were all extremely confident. And when, and to your point about getting Embiid back, you could see how it'll fit. Now, it will be different, right? Because right now, they're not feeding the offense through one player. They're not focusing on making sure one guy gets the ball. They're able to kind of all go out and just do their own thing. But when Embiid comes back, you can see the complementary pieces. And they didn't have Toby tonight. They didn't have Nicholas Batum. Like, they didn't have Melton still. So they're still missing three guys that were in their starting rotation before, which is impressive, you know, to still go out and and, and play like that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought tonight, like Buddy really stepped up when they needed him. Maxi missed that free throw. Maxi got lucky he got that he got fouled before he threw the ball away. But but overall, um, yeah, I just when you look at when you look at the depth of this team, and the the thing I kept thinking, this might be a little before your time, but do you remember the uh the the um like PlayStation game NBA Street? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I love that game. Like, I Street 1, Street 2. Like, I actually think it'd be really cool if how they did in that game where if you go and you beat a team, you get to pick a player from that team to keep with you. That would be a wild thing to do in the NBA. It would be extremely fun, but it would it would be wild. But regardless, it looked to me like a team that would be so fun to play with on Street. Like, they're long, they're athletic, they have three-point shooters. B-Ball Paul would be, like, the perfect NBA Street player ever. And, like, he had that big block tonight, had some oh. big putbacks. Um he had that nice layup where he like drove and like went almost like up and under. Like they were, it was the most athletic I've ever seen a Sixers team look in my lifetime. Like not the obviously not the best Sixers team. But like the 01 Sixers weren't this athletic. Like I don't think they've ever been this athletic under Embiid. The process Sixers weren't that athletic. The team that had Iggy with like Evan Turner and Spencer Hawes, like they weren't that athletic. The team they put out there to, out there tonight, all of them were. They were long. They could shoot. Like it was, it was a. Uh, it was like a Sixers, a version of Sixers basketball we don't get to watch often. No, dude, it was, it was, it was again. It was the process Sixers. Like it was, yeah. it, it, it's like the the but better, the, but like the, the process Sixers two point The Monstars version of the process. <laughs> yes, yes, Sixers. Yeah. Because that's what, like the 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 funniest part about the game. Like I don't think I've, I don't think I've laughed at a sporting event, but I feel like I was just laughing watching the the game tonight because yeah, it's amazing how many guys he acquired. Or like has have, have brought together in this team to just have insane irrational confidence in their abilities. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like like Kelly Oubre when he starts like thinking, okay, I could score thirty tonight. It's like, yeah, get just get out of the way and hand me the basketball. <laughs> Buddy healed. Buddy yeah. healed same way. Buddy's like, I, I I'm gonna hit five threes tonight. You know, just mm-hmm. and and get out, again get out of my way. 
Um, Paul Reed, when he makes a basket, thinks it's going to be his night. You Paul know, Reed thinks he's the best player on the court every time he's out every, there. Every, every, every yeah. single time he's, he sets foot on the basketball court. Um, Ricky Council 100% thinks he is like yep. <laughs> he's top first five untouchable pick. sixer. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's and then there's campaign who uh, I I just I I I don't like watching play basketball because there's there was three possessions tonight where he just made a beeline for the rim like and it was like 16 seconds left in the shot clock it's like yeah pass the basketball just like just move it a little bit like you're not you're not an ISO guy but the funniest part about almost I know like I don't know how Maxi and and Buddy Heald had nine and, and eight assists collectively mm-hmm. because it literally felt like they did not move the basketball for the like it was either Ubre was taking it to yeah. the rim, Maxi was taking it to the rim, Heald was shooting a three. Like I felt like the basketball when it it stuck on guys and they just were like, nope, this is my possession. I'm going to turn it into Kobe. It was mm-hmm. it was an insane basketball game. But one of the things that I that that I had as a as a takeaway and. I think it's going to be something to monitor until Embiid gets back. Is like Buddy looks like he has the alpha in him, and Agreed. it was it was wild for now. Maxi went on a good run when Buddy was out of the game, and it was like, okay, here's Maxi. But it felt like he was he was conceding to Buddy, mm. and and I think that's interesting. Like three games into the Buddy experience. You know, Maxi should not really be doing that because he's supposed to be the second best player on the team. And to rely on Buddy in that instance, I don't think is going to lead to like a ton of fantastic results. But it mm-hmm. felt like he was just deferring, like, okay, well, this is Buddy's thing now. And I just, that alphaness to, to Maxi might not be there. So it's interesting. Um, I think that's a good point. When, Ma- when Buddy showed up for his first game with the Sixers, I almost thought he had this vibe about him and I like it. Like, I don't mean it as a, as a insult to him, but almost like a, someone that's getting traded to one of the worst teams in the league from a good team. And he's like, all right, I'm here now. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy. And I thought he had that vibe early on when he played. And I thought he definitely had it tonight. Now you tweeted this and I think it's a good point. Like it looked like the buddy from Oklahoma. And I think buddy feels like by being traded, by the way, buddy buckets for by, by Kate Scott, great nickname. Wow. I'm in on it, it felt like an ode for to you. you know? Yeah, no, I think Kate Scott was thinking of me when, when she said that. But it felt uh, I think Buddy came to the Sixers with the feeling of I am here to be like the guy. And I think you're right. Like, it's a good observation when he's out on the court. He's the alpha. Like he he has the ball and he's like, this is my team. I'm the best player on offense. I'm the one they're relying on to score. And Maxi is kind of stepping stepping back. Now, part of that is that, you know, Maxi has been the primary ball handler, at least still has a lot of that responsibility. So maybe he's trying to just let Buddy do his thing. My concern is how long can Buddy keep this up? Like he does shoot a lot of threes, so that's not going to go away. But it feels like he's playing a little above his head right now. And I think as they go on this stretch that's coming up, and when teams really start to key in on Buddy, that is when Maxi is then going to have to step up. But you're right. Like Buddy came to the Sixers with the vibe of almost like a varsity player going to a JV player of I'm the best guy here. I'm here to be the, the main guy. And it's it's kind of what they needed because one thing, one problem I think the Sixers are going to have is right now they have a ton of guys who are like really solid players that like around a great player are perfect. Like it's like Daryl Moore said, the, the, the depth on this team is good, but it feels like they don't have that guy. And that's what you miss with Embiid. Like tonight, the Cavs, 
They had Donovan Mitchell. Like they, they had someone you could lean on. Buddy is willing to step into that role, but I don't know if Buddy can do it for 5, 10, 15 games until Embiid comes back. But he seems willing to at least try, and I think that's a really good quality and something they needed. Yeah, I mean, he he he, he will. I mean, Buddy will go down shooting. I, I believe that will be the case. Um, mm. but, I, but I also don't think it's, like, super sustainable from the standpoint of, like, all of a sudden now he's going to break out at this. It, it feels like a, a three-game, five-game run. Yeah. Uh, a part of a new team and Maxi will go back to I think you know kind of dominating things and it felt like late in the game he's like all right like he had that really nice little step back jumper um that I swear to like it looked like he basically jumped or he just sprinted to the spot while yep. holding the basketball where it's like ah. yeah the one yep late in the game <laughs> yeah he creates know. so much separation with that it's impressive like he really gets a lot of space on those like uh baseline jumpers it's probably the biggest uh Thing that James Harden brought to the Sixers and 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 left a mark on this basketball team was the Tyrese yeah. Maxey little step back jumper. Um, but, well, I, but so I think our, our new uh, your new co-host, our former boss, new colleague Spike Eskin tweeted this. I was thinking like Maxey does take a long time to take to get the ball up the court, and I wonder if that's something he picked up from Harden. Like Harden was always very slow bringing it up, and Maxey it does feel. I thought it was a good observation by Spike. Maxey does like not cross the ball cross the halfway line until like 17 seconds or whatever well that's good because he's only known as like the fastest player in the nba that's what i'm saying i think it's like a bad (laughs) habit he's picked up yeah well you know who you know who has no problem bringing the basketball up and and rushing into everything campaign yeah campaign has. (laughs) i have a campaign thought but you you go first no well i don't i mean what was your campaign thought okay so last time we did this pod I was very critical of the Sixers, very critical of Daryl Morey. Like he punted on the season, da da da. And it looks like Daryl might have been right and I might have been wrong. Like why, last time why, I said why, I had egg why? on my face because I thought the Sixers would compete. Now I might have egg on my face because I was wrong about the trade deadline. So this might just be a, a common occurrence on the pot. Well, what, what do you feel like you were so wrong about the trade well, deadline? Well, okay, this is what I'm going to say. I think Buddy is obviously, obviously like a, a very good acquisition. Like he, we'll see what he does in the playoffs. And I do think Buddy has like some loser player vibes to him, but he is what they needed right now. Someone that's going to come in, shoot, be the man, like carry the offense. And, you know, the thing with in campaign has played like decent, but I'm where I was going with this is I'm not throwing the towel in on the idea that trading Pepe for campaign was a mistake. Like campaign, man, I just, I can't get down with campaign. Like, I, and also the name itself is. I well, you say, like fast. you say it fast. You say it fast. It's like, what, what, what kind of campaign am I? Exactly. Am right. I Maybe I'll just call him Cam or Pain. Like, well, well that's like, and I said this on the air. So, uh, so I was saying campaign over and over and over again. And Ike was getting thrown off. He's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, that's right. But yeah. it was also, I, I was catching myself because the week before I said, like, who is the 2024 season moron? Is it moron, uh, Hertz or Howie? And I, I kept saying it so fast. It sounded like mm-hmm. I was calling them morons. Like, nice. <laughs> nice. It was 2024 nice. moron. Hurts, nice. Nice. Hurts it's almost like we talk for a living. I know. Too fast. But like, can't, like my problem with campaign is this. is like he's going to have names. <laughs> Again, it just sounds so much like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Like, it really does. It's like one of those names where you have to say the full name. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. some of those yeah, names where it's like yeah. you got to say it. Um, like James Jackson. I think James Jackson you got to say. I agree with that. So like what's Cam's full name? Is it just oh, Cam? Probably Cameron. I get Cameron. Yep, there you go. All right. Hey, we're it's breaking, 10 o'clock at night. Breaking news here on the, on the Clap yeah. Your Hands podcast. Cameron Payne's full name is Cameron Payne. Um, Nailed that. 
he just I, I I there's 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 basketball players that I that I the types of players that I that drive me crazy and he just fits the mold of mm-hmm. a guy who's just gonna shoot it all the time not gonna yep. move the basketball uh like I like he'll have games where he's hot and it's like oh man that's so fun but I just feel like like he'll get some foul calls and whatever he just he doesn't add much to winning basketball and I agree um you know I I look forward to when. Kyle Lowry gets back or Kyle Lowry eventually gets here because I think when he, when, like if you, I mean, Lowry, is Lowry and, and Beverly kind of a cancel out basically? Um, so I think, all right, again, this is like, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like I am still holding on to a lot of like anger and begrudgingness from how they handled the trade deadline. But I think if I remove emotion from that, like Kyle Lowry is probably better than Pat Bev. Kyle Lowry started 35 games this year for the for the Heat. He shoots almost 40% from three. He's been big in playoff games. I think he's a better, like, like I would rather have probably rather have Lowry on the court for the final two minutes of a game seven than Pat Bev. Yes, yes. yes. But but I also have to be honest with myself. If you asked me two weeks ago, I thought I thought Kyle Lowry was so washed that mm-hmm. I would have had no interest. And when the Sixers played Heat two years ago. Like I was praying that Kyle Lowry would play because I thought he was so washed. So this might be a case, and I'm a big stat guy, as the people will tell you. This might be the case of looking at the box score and the stats and saying, oh, he doesn't look that bad. But he is washed to me. Like Pat Bev brought a ton of juice and a punt mm-hmm. and a ton of like energy. Kyle Lowry might bring those same things, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious to watch Kyle Lowry play. Like tonight did not look like a Kyle Lowry game. They were fast, they were athletic, like they were shooting a bunch of threes. And Calorie does shoot threes, but he's not fast. He's not athletic. Like he's a slow the ball, slow the ball down guy, which in the playoffs will help. But tonight it was hard for me to picture him in this this kind of game. Yeah, but I also think that, you know, when you get into the bigger games and hopefully Embiid gets back and he's fine, like having a guy that that can kind of calm everyone down and, and be mm-hmm. a veteran presence and, and listen, hopefully he's not cooked. I mean the the one thing that worries me is the Heat are like, eh, we're good. You know what I mean? I feel like the yes, Heat yeah. give up on a player. It's like, that's not usually the best sign. Now they probably get Rogier and, and whatever. Um, so I, I think I think I would rather still have had Pat Bev just from the standpoint of defense, toughness, and... and it feels like an emotional decision by us and not like... I, Kyle I Lowry brings a lot of what Pat Bev brings. Like he does, like Pat but Bev, not, does, not, he doesn't have the defensively punch. though. Like, I mean, not like, defensively, oh. I agree. I agree with that. Not defensively, but he is like an annoying, smallish guard that like has that kind of same Pat Bev like personality. He's from Philly. Like I think that no. that matters. I'm just, he, I don't I'm know, man. Te- like, no, the, dude, Pat Bev's more of a Philly guy than. Two one five five nine two. I mean, Lowry did go to Nova. So. I know, so that doesn't count. If it was a really, right. if it was a real Philly guy, it's Temple or Sancho's. Uh, well, not St. Joe's. It's yes. Temple. Well, Jameer Nelson went there. So yeah, but it's. I mean, it's more St. Joe's is more Philly than Nova. But I guess the Dude, main line. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this is that no local basketball team. This is all the Nova runs. I wasn't around for the '80s, '90s Temple, whatever. Ah, uh, you missed what, what a what a day those were. There has never been a college basketball team that is connected with the city more than the '04 St. Joe's Hawks. Like, I agree. They were also probably the, the best team. More than the 16 cats. Definitely more than the 18 cats. The 04, <laughs> the 04 Hawks. Easily. I easily agree. the most the, the most legendary college basketball team in the history of this city. 
of my lifetime. I 100% agree with you on that. And this is a Temple guy. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking, you know, Palestra Big Five basketball tonight. Well, but when yeah, they, 04 when people think, they were. When people he was, think he was of the on, Big Five, Nelson they was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Dude, they were undefeated. They were undefeated. Yeah. They lost. It was. It was. They Who did the they lose man. to? Was it Boston Oklahoma College? State. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I could have sworn they lost Oklahoma to Jared Dudley in Boston College. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that was their first loss of the regular season. Or no, they went well, undefeated. No, they, were, they were undefeated. It might have been Boston yeah. College. I don't know. But I, I thought it was Oklahoma State. Either I feel like way, James will know. He'll. he'll I would say, play. and also the the LaSalle team with the Southwest Philly floater that might clear the 2016 game. <laughs> yeah, actually, it definitely does. You're right. You're right. You're right. Is Nova a top five basketball school in the city? Exactly right. All right, we're just trolling James at this point. I know. Well, listen, I think it's important for our audience to understand the depth of Big Five knowledge and basketball takes that we have. Good point. And being That's why they hired to, us. Being able to flex on our, our Big Five knowledge, and, and people definitely appreciate that. Um, e- I have a few way, more takes from the game. Yeah, yeah I, have a, I have one or two more uh, takes from this game. Um, Ricky Council, man. <laughs> I'm in on Ricky Council. And I was like when they signed him uh, in a previous iteration of Clap Your Hands, like I was big time Ricky Council, big time Turk Smith. Like you can go back and check the tape. Ricky Council to me, like stepping up and hitting those free throws, I think was such like a massive moment and such like a look into who he is as a player. The game was slipping away. Like they had control, or I wouldn't say they had control for most of it, but they had, they were up 10, I think, with like a minute and a half to go. It looked like they were pretty comfortably going to win the game. It's completely slipping away. The word like Buddy throws, by the way, talk about a losing basketball player. Buddy throws the ball away and then fouls Donovan Mitchell. Like the worst thing you could possibly do. But then Turks, uh, not Turks, sorry. Um, Ricky goes to the line and he just nails both like super calmly. Not to mention Maxi then steps up and doesn't. He misses one. But I think like we didn't do a pod after the Washington game when he had, I think, 19 and 19 12. And 10. Yeah, 19 and 10. Like, I think they really have something here with him. And I think, you know, the confidence to go up and hit those two free throws is such like a good indication as to who he is as a player. I remember last year in the playoffs when B-Ball Paul hit those free throws. And I know we've been kind of up and down on B-Ball Paul, but B-Ball Paul is like a NBA player. He might not be a starter on a contender, but he is a legit NBA player. To sign Ricky Council as an undrafted free agent, basically, if I remember correctly, that or like late second round. No, undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. That's what I thought. Um, It's like... You know, it's a it's a great one by Maury. We talked on the last pod about what are kind of the out of the box or like not expected things Maury has done that has worked out. Ricky might be one of them, and it's, he still has a way to go. But to, to hit those two free throws, to do it against Washington, he looks like he belongs out there. He attacks the basket with confidence. He's athletic. Like I, I'm, I'm in on Ricky Council. So I'm not going to call him Ricky because I think that does um, indicate there is a another Sixers podcast. I know. Um, I was thinking. You think a good nickname for him could be the Ricky though? The Ricky. I, would, yeah. I might just call him Rick. Rick. <laughs> Rick Council. The, the, what the about fourth. the fourth? Yeah. What about yeah. the fourth? Yeah. I wish I could pull off the fourth. You know, Jack Fritz the fourth. It feels like a like a. Yeah. It, it, it adds a level of of respect to a name that. Well, it is crazy. I believe. His dad and both of his brothers are named Ricky. Yeah. Well, how how else would it be the fourth? Oh wait. Well, I don't know. It could be like it could be like him, his dad, his grandpa, and his great grandpa or something. Oh wait, so it's all his brothers? I think so. That's I believe the dad is Ricky, and then the three the three brothers are Ricky two, three, and four. (laughs) I I could be wrong, but I'll (laughs) I'll I'll look it up. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. How do you feel about Jackson. the like the second, the third, like? Well, I've never heard it in like the brother. Yeah, whole family like, Ricky like, Council. Like they're all named. You know, <laughs> they got, I've always thought it was lineage. Yeah, I didn't think it was all yeah. one one family. So Council's two older brothers are also named after his father, Ricky Council. So Ricky nice. Council, the original, is the dad. Ricky Council two is the brother. Ricky Council three also played college basketball, and now Ricky the fourth. Fun so fact: is, James is the, James is a second. James is a second. Now, when yeah. does it go from second to a junior? You know what I mean. I think I'd rather be a second than a junior. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine you being Elliot Short Parks Jr. <laughs> or like the second? <laughs> I don't think. There'll only ever be one Elliot Short Parks. I, I, I can promise so. you that. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, the, yeah, the chat's agreeing. Yeah. Um, um, no, but Rick, uh, Rick Council. <laughs> so, so when they're going up, or I like was Rick, just, yeah. was it just your? Hey, hey, number three. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey the fourth. Um, yeah. So he seems like a guy that, like, the Heat would would sign. Yep. And yep. It would develop into something. Now his shot has to come along. Uh, I, I'm not. I think. I think you're going a little bit too no. far on him this no. year. Yes, I, yeah. think, I think you are. I mean, dude, he's he played not- big minutes tonight in a game against the hottest team in the NBA. Like, I, I don't think he's going to get playoff minutes, but it's not like, you know, he's playing four minutes a game. Like, he he played and made had big moments today against a, a, a good team. Yeah. I don't think he's going to sniff the court in a playoff series yet. No, but I, I think he, yeah. he is a, a good developmental prospect. Turk is... Turk will have to work on the jumper a little bit more. I know it's like his thing, but if you're if you're only thing's gonna be shooting the three, like I pretty much need you to bury him. And so here's a here's a take. You ready? I yeah. think Maxi is closer to Turk than he is Embiid. Like I think Turk can basically be Maxi. What the hell like, does that mean? You, like I'm saying, like Maxi is not what Embiid does. Like Embiid is a number one number one guy on a great team. I think Turk is more of like. Maxi is more of Turk, and I think Turk can become Maxi, like an elite three-point shooter, not afraid to shoot the ball. Like I, I just I see I see Maxi being closer to Turk than Turk I do. Smith can he can barely play. Okay, he can uh, he can barely play in the NBA. He can't dribble. What is your? He might what? be better than Maxi was as a rookie. He's not better than Maxi. Maxi barely like, played as a rookie and couldn't shoot. That's not true. He hung like forty in a game where Embiid didn't play against. I think like, you're the, thinking of the Nuggets. I don't think that was as a rookie, but I'll, I'll check. Dude, you can talk let, while I check. Let me just let me, deep breath on Turk Smith. Just, Why? Because he's, not, he's he, they both he, looked awesome. I honestly think they're too. Did he do anything tonight? What are you talking about? Not Turk. I'm saying Ricky. I, I know, but you're talking about yeah, Turk. They like, get lumped like, together. About as good as Maxi, which I, I, all right. Maxi's rookie season, he averaged eight points, and he shot thirty percent from three. Pretty good. Well, some some of us have to have the eye, um, but yes, Rick, <laughs> Ricky Council. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that he's a guy that the the Heat would develop, and yeah, Turk could yep. develop into something. I don't think I'm ready to trade Maxi and hand the, the the keys to the franchise over to him. <laughs> no, like I'm you not are. either, but I, I see some some qualities there. <laughs> That's good. I'm I'm proud of you yeah. for that. Um, but yeah, it was just a uh, I don't know. It was a it was really a really 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 positive fun win. I, the the Kyle Lowry thing. Um, you know, the more and more you, you, you go through it, I mean, Buddy Healdy essentially got for three first, three second round picks, um, mm. which at this point is looking pretty good. They got all those picks back with the trades they made. Like, I would, I mean, I would rather, I was a, I was a 
Jaden Springer fan from the standpoint of like, I thought he was doing a good job locking down some good players. You know, yeah. the jumper's really ugly, but like in two yeah, he's years, bad on maybe, the offense. maybe he could be something. Like at least being able to see Ricky Council play his minutes has been has made up for it from the standpoint of yeah, maybe there's something point. there. Defensively, he's not there, but like maybe there's something there with with him. So basically, they traded three seconds for for Buddy Hield. They pretty much got him back in the deals, and they're able to add Kyle Lowry. I think I think campaign is is mostly a net negative, but Buddy and Kyle Lowry are net positives. It's not a terrible. Not a terrible deadline. I mean, is it good enough to, I mean, get past the second round? I don't know. Um, and, like, I guess more is right from the standpoint of Buddy might have been the best player traded at the deadline, but also no one got traded at the deadline. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, that line from Maury really cut deep because it's very true, and I think it's, like, really, really good spin. But not a lot of good players got traded. Well, because you, because you know what it was, Elliot, and I think I think why it hit you that way yeah. is because that's what you do to people. That's what I'm and... saying, right. <laughs> I mean, he is the older version of me. So. I know. I, I'm glad that people are starting to pick up on that. Yeah, and, absolutely. Two basketball guys. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it I was it was like so we haven't talked since Maury's press conference. I do think I like Maury coming out and saying it's all about this year. We think Joel's coming back. We feel good about that. Buddy was the best player we traded for that was traded at the deadline. We think we have the deepest rotation in the NBA. Basically admitting like Jaden Springer wasn't going to help them and they think a second round pick to trade was more valuable. I kind of started to turn there. Like if we would have recorded the pod after Daryl Morey spoke, I would like the, my initial reaction on the pod about the trade deadline probably would have been a little different. I really think I got wrapped up like a lot of fans did just about being so disappointed they traded Pep Bev and so disappointed they didn't acquire a star. But Daryl Morey made good points. Like he, I think that, you know, they, maybe they are not punting on the air the way that we thought because getting a rental player and buddy, like they need buddy. Like, I want to go over the schedule with you uh, in a few minutes because I think like it's this upcoming schedule is super tough. But if they didn't have buddy tonight, like they, they lose the, the last two games for sure. Like if he doesn't, decide to go get a rental of a player and he might not be a rental. Maybe he resigns, but someone that's not on the books after this year, they have probably lost every single game since it beats out. Yeah. I mean, they, it was almost the best of both worlds. Like I didn't want them to invest and trade a lot of first or trade away first round mm-hmm. picks and assets to go in and, and think this team could really go on a deep run because you don't know the future of Embiid. but we also got a player that they needed for when Embiid does come back. I mean, like think of it this way. I mean, Redick probably played the best of his career next to Embiid, and Seth Curry never looked as good as he did yeah. here when it was him and Embiid. Now you go from those two guys to Buddy, who I think Buddy can handle the ball better than than certainly Redick and and Seth. And I think he's better than both of them. Redick, you could argue, is a better shooter, but Buddy has the stats to back up that he's just as good as Redick. Oh man! And to oh, your point, second, second most threes in basketball since he answered the league. Yeah, yeah. And no, look, so, I mean, like, he does handle the ball way better than Reddick. You're right. For, you know what's funny? When you first said Reddick, my mind was still like Hassan, Hassan Reddick Eagles. Yeah. yeah. But I was curious where you were going with that. <laughs> well, he had a good, he had a good run as a, yeah. uh, as a pass rusher. Former Eagle Hassan Reddick. Yeah. <laughs> former Eagle Hassan Reddick. Well, it's funny. Um, there was a commercial tonight. They were like, it was a Sixers commercial, and they had Hassan Reddick, um, you know, ringing ring the, the bell. bell. And I was like, yeah. might need to edit that one. Yeah. Get that, one, get that one out. Get that one out. Man, yeah. I mean, hold on. Think of it, you know, um, Hassan Reddick comes home, might be gone within two years. 
Marcus Morris, keys to the city, traded within out of here <laughs> three weeks. Yeah, Kyle Lowry <laughs> might be might be here for like forty games, but might be here for think, forty games. So, do you want to get into Lowry a little more now? Because I have some sure. some thoughts. All right. So, do you think Lowry's going to start? Like no. when they're all healthy? No. No. I don't think you, you don't think. You don't think you make him the primary ball handler. You have Maxi play off ball, like Buddy, Batum. Oh, I guess Toby. But I don't know. I, I mean, like Melton oh, might just. So how refreshing was it not having Toby in that game tonight? Dude, honest to God, during the game, I was legit thinking, I wonder if they'd buy out Toby. <laughs> like they won't, but like I don't know, man. Like it was nice to watch the team without Toby, and oh, I always feel bad being critical of Toby. But breath of fresh air. It was nice not having him out there. Like, I, like, do they win that game if Toby's out there? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Toby has been a part of some wins before, and right. he generally but, generally plays better when when Embiid isn't there. So I I probably agree with you that Lowry's not going to start, but well, I do but, think in the, he can't in play that many time. minutes, or else you're not going to get anything from him. Like Lowry should not play more than twenty minutes a night. All right, so let's view it this way: Is Lowry on the court? It's Game Seven. They're playing Boston. There's four minutes to go. Is Lowry on the court? In an ideal world, yes. But again, like I know this is going to sound like a cop out, but I have to see if he can play still. <laughs> like, no, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, I, sure, Kyle Lowry three years ago, he's starting and whatever. It's just they're getting him as a buyout for some reason. He played like twenty eight minutes a night for that Heat team. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if they get him down to like 15, 20 minutes a night and and keep him fresh for that point, sure. Um, you know, having having a guy with his experience late in the game would be would be great it's just i need to watch him play first to see if he's cooked um yeah and and i don't think starting him and sure i know that there there was reports of they want him uh maxi to be off the basketball that's that you can want that all you want i mean him and buddy are essentially sharing bringing the ball up right now mm-hmm. um it's not just maxi bringing the ball up and what's the point if if maxi's not kind of doing it at at this you know junction of the season like let him continue to try to learn i mean he did have nine assists tonight i don't know how because i don't know yeah. like again i, I agree it feels like no one made a shot besides him and buddy and i guess i mean uber obviously scored a ton but but it feels like they didn't move the basketball either it was like yeah. all right there's there you go you know go do your Agreed. thing um so i think i think lowry yeah sure maybe last two minutes of the game but but you know i want to see how he looks first and i would give maxi and healed or, or maxi and melton or like I wonder if they'd start Melton when he gets back, and then the bench unit is Lowry and Heald. But I think if if Heald's going like this, I don't know how you I don't know how you do that. Yeah, I don't know how you not have him in the game in the final few minutes either. Like I am still scarred by Melton basically costing him a title last year by missing all those threes oh, yeah. against Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, you know what's funny? Like I was thinking about this a few minutes ago when you said something about about this team and like their chances. Like, it's kind of just luck in the second round. Like, if they can just get there and they can get past, like, game five, like, from there on out, it's like you just have to hope the calls go your way and you have to hope the shots go in. And I think what they've done with this team is, and it's a massive if, and I still think, like, I am skeptical about it. But if Embiid does come back and if he is MVP Joel and if they, you know, make it out of the first round or whatever, like, they do have a bunch of guys. Like, they just do. Like, and and they might not be as good as a Celtics or whatever, but there's, there's no great team out there. And the one thing that comes with the rational confidence. And I think Cal Lowry brings that too. Like, would it surprise you if Cal, if Cal Lowry scored like 18 points in a playoff game and it was like, you know, like the fans are going wild. He's back home from Philly. Like, like it feels like it's going to go that way. And 
that is one thing I like about what they did is it does like the roster is better for as like upsetting as it was emotionally and like as pissed as people were they traded Pat Beth. They are better than they were two weeks ago. Like minus the Embiid thing, obviously. But just from a pure roster, like they are better. Yeah, I'm just curious where we're like, I mean, obviously this is you know, our last podcast was maybe a strong overreaction to it's whatever fine. just it's happened. Good to be emotional, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe tonight's a little bit of a, uh, the a other way course course corrector. Yeah, um, but I will say, I mean, Bucks haven't looked great with with Doc. Now they're mm-hmm. they're blowing out the Nuggets tonight, so that's that's cute. Um, but like the Cavs, the Cavs were the two seed. And I don't care that yeah. they won nine straight or whatever. Like I would, and be if Embiid's back, they they feast on that team. In the I agree. They beat the Cavs in five with with a healthy Embiid. They beat the Cavs in in five. So um, it's really just the Celtics, and then I I still I still think the Pacers are good, but that's just that's it. That's no, I mean that's just because you have a future on them. But but I, 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 I also yeah, plus <laughs> I know plus five thousand. Yeah, you said it. But I I, I do <laughs> I do think the Pacers are good. So. Although right. they did lose to the Hornets tonight. Oh, did they? Man, it's so funny how much I flip. Like, I was so out on this team four days ago, and now we're sitting here being like, well, the Pacers and the. Um, so look at their upcoming schedule. I was doing this earlier today. I actually went and wrote win-loss for the rest of their games this oh, season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big, big, big win-loss. I don't know. I was bored. Dude, it's wild how much free time I have now that the Eagles season is over. Like, today was a, a bit of a, you know extreme example because i didn't really do anything during the day we're not recording till night but i've missed the eagles like i'm ready for the eagles to be back and have (laughs) eagles in my life um well it just ended so no i know it's a while yeah um all right so here's our upcoming schedule listen how brutal this is so Cavs tonight which i will say i had as a loss obviously they won the game heat knicks Cavs, bucks boston charlotte dallas brooklyn they get memphis new orleans which is a nice little break but then Knicks, Knicks, Bucks. Well, New Orleans he, isn't a break, by the way. Not a break, but I'm saying like it's not an Eastern Conference playoff team that they're they're playing. I, I just the point I'm making is if you look like out of their from now until April 4th, there is like maybe four easy games on the schedule, and I think that's the concerning thing. Like and that's why they really needed a win tonight because if you would have lost this one tonight, now Miami, who knows if Jimmy's going to play? But then you have the Knicks, who I believe won tonight or at least were winning last time. Uh, I they're still playing. Okay. Um, the Cavs again at home, but then you have the Bucks, the Celtics, like the Mavs who smoked them last time, the Knicks twice, Bucks, like then you go west, Phoenix, LA, LA, Sacramento, LA. Like they do have a really tough stretch coming up. And my concern Dude, this with is this is a ridiculous run. It is, isn't it? This is what I'm I saying. Mean, like when I, I had them only winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I had eight, like eight and eighteen, I think is what I had them. But obviously, I was wrong about the Cavs. So, you know, that's one that that I didn't think they'd win. Um, but just watching this team tonight, like, it was a great win. And it was a super, like, fun game. And it, like, restored some life in, into, like, my believing in this team. But this team is not surviving this stretch. <laughs> like, they're, they're going to need other teams to continue to falter. Like, the Knicks have lost a few in a row again. We're recording this while they're playing. I don't know how, what that outcome is going to be. The Bucks have been on a bit of a, you know, obviously not as good with Doc, but they're smashing the Nuggets tonight, like you said. The Cavs lost, but they were 17-1. to 1. Like, they are going to need other teams around them to really crater because I just don't see a world where with Embiid you, like, finish 500 against the schedule. Well, the good part is if we want to play win-loss in the Sixers' uh, schedule is, I mean, you got to factor in their last five games – 
Grizzlies, Spurs, Pistons, Magic, Nets. Like, yeah, you know, it'll that, be a good run into the play-in. <laughs> sounds like that sounds like prime and bead territory for getting healthy. Yeah, hey, you know, you know, what we call that. That's get right time. You know, get right. For, well, for, it's like when the Eagles had, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals yeah. and the Giants twice. It was like, well, at least you have those three there, like Dallas. Yeah. Got it, but, yeah. And then what happened? And then what happened? They, it didn't end well. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. No, it did not end well for the team. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a brutal stretch. And like, I mean, tonight was fine. You know, they mm-hmm. still almost blew it, even though they're up ten with like a minute and a half left. Yeah. Um, I was so didn't... sure that Garland three was going in. By the way, like when it kicked well, out wide. So. Not to always make this about gambling, but um, I did have Garland four threes, so there's definitely a part of me that was like, ah. yeah, yeah kind of hoping it would go in, kind of hoping. Yeah. Well, you know, would have been a win-win for you. It's one of those things where you know, like when you when you're gonna lose a bet. So it was like I don't know, uh, early fourth quarter. He comes off a screen. Uh, he drains a three. Max gets called for a foul, but they but they wave off the three. And yeah. uh, at that point, I was like, he's going to end with three, three threes, because, you know, it, it, anytime it goes up. in and out, it's over. You can, it, you, yeah. you can just tell in, in NBA gambling. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world. Um, all right. So tough stretch. The Buddy Heald game. Kyle Lowry's here. Um, what else is kind of hitting you before we before we close this whole thing out? All right. So I, one last thing I was doing today. Um, and I'm curious to do this exercise with you. Let me pull it up. So one concern I have with the Sixers, and I think tonight showed it a little bit, like just when you look at the box score, they're kind of getting something from everybody. They're not getting carried by one guy. My concern is with this team, and Buddy's filled that role a little bit, is that over a long stretch, they're just not going to have the best player in most games, and that's going to be hard. So I went through each team, like not each team, but like the top 10 in each conference, and debated if Maxi would be the best player on that team or like how much of a difference it is. So I have them all right here and we could do it quickly, but sure. the Celtics, obviously not right. Cavs. Now granted he beat the Cavs tonight, but I would say no Donovan Mitchell's better. Obviously the bucks Jalen Brunson on the Knicks. Do I think Max is better than Brunson? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, I think he's better than everyone on the magic. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, there's that rookie from last year's name. I can't remember right now, but Battle I don't think he Yeah, but I, he seems like MCW or just like a stat guy to me. No, you um, know what he is? He's 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 perfectly in between Jason Tatum and Jabari Parker. Like that's yeah, that's a great that's a great point actually. That's who he is. Um, the Pacers. Is he better than Halliburton? No. No. Okay. Um, Jimmy Butler. No. The Bulls, now we're getting to the teams that don't really matter. But the Bulls, no. no. Um, and then the Hawks, Murray and Trey Young. Uh, he's better than both. Interesting. I'm not I a would, huge, I'm not a huge Trey Young fan. But yeah, you're not a big Murray. I probably like I I I think most teams would probably take Trey. I just I don't know. Not a big Trey Young guy. I'm yeah. Not, My worry is Maxie might just be Trey Young. But um he is less annoying looking than Trey Young, though, I will say. Well, he's Trey Young again, like just these guys that jack up random threes, and it's not, you know, my favorite. And it feels like it, Buddy healed, but <laughs> welcome to Buddy Ball when he is. <laughs> yeah, Buddy Ball. Um, when he's, all right, when he's just scoring. I did the West for fun, but uh, obviously not Anthony Edwards on the no. Timberwolves. Obviously no. not multiple players on the Clippers. Is he better than James Harden? Um. Uh, if you do win one game, this is probably a bad James Harden question because of <laughs> because of his history. Yeah, 
think it's uh, close. It's close. I I probably still go Maxi on that just because of the age and yeah. like I think it helps that he has Paul George and Kawhi around. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough. I would I would probably still lean Maxi. All right, the Thunder Shay. I think is obviously no, better. Yeah, obviously Shay. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets pretty close. I mean, you have Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon. I'd still take Murray. Yeah. Uh, the Suns, obviously, lots of players yeah. on there better. Uh, the Pelicans. Well, the funny one about the Suns is Beal, but he Maxi's has surpassed Beal by that. Yeah. By now. Um, the Pelicans. I mean, Brandon Ingram, Zion. No, I would much rather have Maxi than Zion. Uh, uh probably. I mean, Ingram's probably probably better yeah uh the kings De'Aaron fox whatever but the point i'm making with this exercise we don't have to go through these teams anymore the point i'm making is my concern long term with this team is they're gonna enter a lot of games with not having the best player on the court and i think that's concerning like this this current stretch of games without like Embiid. this current team without Embiid is gonna yeah. enter almost every game they play with the other team having the best player in the game and i think the nba it's a little like a quarterback like the team with the best player and the team with the best quarterback often wins. Now they beat the Cavs tonight, but I think if this current Sixers team played the Cavs in a series of seven, they would probably lose, or at the very least, it would be super close. Um, they would, you they, know, the Cavs they, seem like losers. They would lose. They would lose the Cavs without Embiid. I'm just, um, I mean, look, they did win tonight. We just have to, we have to put I, that I, out I there. Know, but I agree, I they know. would lose. They would lose. I do, I do. I will say it's good growth from you because I feel like if we did this podcast two months ago without Embiid, you'd be like, listen. Like the, the <laughs> you, I, I know you, and I know you want to go super overboard that this I team do. might actually yeah. really be something. It was a good win that was exciting. I, I don't think it really changes much on the the outlook of the season, other than like when it gets back, him and Buddy are going to be really good together. But like to get the contributions they got tonight is is just not, not something. That, yeah, that, yeah now, not something I can bank on going forward. Here's the only thing I would push back with you on. I think like until Embiid comes back, it doesn't matter how they win. Like every win is critical and especially against the Cavs. So you were right. Like, I don't think tonight changed my outlook on the season. I'm feeling where I'm really feeling better is I'm feeling better about the trade deadline than I was prior to this game. Sure. But, but in general, like my, the concern still remains is they're just a bunch of guys right now. And it's really hard to win in the NBA when you're just a bunch of guys over a long stretch. Yeah. Now, you know, how good is Heald and Maxi together? Like, that's better than not better than most teams, but like at least they're they have upside. It's like a seven seed. Buddy and Maxi has a seven seed written all over it. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but then yeah. the difference is you have if you add Embiid, like then things are very different. But of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think it's I think it's they have a bunch of competent NBA players. It's good that they won tonight without Batum. They won tonight without some of their their other veterany guys and. They are building depth right now for postseason, for future seasons, mm-hmm. for to have these young guys ready to go. The one guy who, and I was going to you know, kind of save this for the end, I just, I have no idea what to make of him, but I like watching him play, and I hope he plays more, is Can KJ Martin. Yeah, I knew that's what you are going to say. Yeah. Like, because he's, like he's like 6'4". He looks like he's like 6'2". And um, it looks like, it feels like he plays like he should be like 6'9". I know. Like, he gets the a Knicks ton lost, of offensive ton of offensive boards he like can jump out of the like the the Sixers got so many like offensive boards tonight just out of like pure athleticism and Mm -hmm. KJ Martin like provides almost nothing shooting the basketball um but he has hustle I mean he hustles I agree yeah I I, I don't know there's he's 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 interesting it was interesting the Suns like targeted him 
um, before the deadline. So maybe other teams around the league see something with KJ Martin. There, mm-hmm. There's there's something there with him. I don't know what it is because he's again he's like a small shooting guard kind of body type that yeah he's an, he's a weird body shape for his for, for his game. But he 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 provides energy and he goes after the boards and I don't know it's it's been it's been interesting. But they have a lot of guys like that. Like it's tonight at least for me maybe curious to tune in for a lot of games for the rest of the year because there's a lot of again like the process it's like is this guy something is ricky council something is kj martin something um mm-hmm. what is the buddy hill experience like you know um that's what tonight did for me and it, it makes me like obviously i was gonna watch every game regardless right but i want no, it makes you excited for the next game but yeah, he's an course. exciting player but he's an exciting, but he's exciting when he's yeah. sitting his threes yes <laughs> yeah but the idea he can hit his threes is, is what's exciting uh-huh. um all right so i have two more things one of which is a question and one is like a promotion thing we should definitely remind the people march 1st three weeks from now the next clap your hands event the first one was a ton of fun we had some listeners come out uh it was fun to meet you guys and i think the march 1st game is a really good one if i'm not mistaken is it the bucks is it i feel like let me i just had the schedule up march, the march... Oh, no, it's horn it's the hornet so it's not a good no game. it's a big one though yeah, it's a big one. It could be for the play-in, yeah. Um, but it'll be fun. Come to McGurk's in Fort Washington. It'll be a blast. McGurk's is the great is the greatest. So McGurk's really is the greatest, by the way. Yes. Like, hanging there for... We were there, I think, for four hours, and it was... Flew it flew by. by. It really did. Like, it was one of those things where I wish I didn't drive so that I could have hung out with people a little more. Um, well, plus, the, right. plus the, the food's really good. The food is really good, yes. All right, so here's my question before we wrap this up. And James, okay. feel free to jump in on this one if you'd like. So, all right, Barstool is doing this thing where they're trying to hit 41 straight free throws. It's the NBA okay. record. And they can't leave the gym until they hit 41 straight free throws. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you. How long do you think it would take the three of us to hit 41 straight free throws? But we, and all the- of us have to make some. Like, it's not like I can't just make all of them. Like, you know, we'd have to set some type of thing. But So, so like, I make 10 in a row, then I have to give you 10, and then... Correct. James would make, like... A, you know, twenty one or whatever. <laughs> yeah. guys, but but when you miss, you go. No but when you game. miss, you go back to zero. Like you have to hit forty one yeah. straight. I don't know. Like three days, it'd probably take us to. <laughs> like it would take a while, right? Like I think if I got in a groove, I could maybe hit like twelve straight. If I really, I think got the going. most the most I made, uh, I think the most I made was like twenty two straight, and that was that was about. Mo- it. Like I would be curious to see, like you make twenty two straight free throws. Dude, do you not know that I'm like an absolute bucket? Or no? <laughs> no, you don't strike me as a bucket. I no, feel like I, I feel like I seem like I would be a bucket. Like I think, like if no, no. you ask the general population what my game would be like, I think they would compare me to like a, a Buddy or an Iverson or something like that, a Devin Booker. Well, I guess exactly I need to, mean honestly. I guess I need to. Well, first off, if if you can compare my game, if it like. I have never related more or think of myself more of an NBA player than George Niang. Like that. I know. I know. Yeah. That is me, dude. Just strict threes, uh, moves the basketball, you know, makes a smart pass. No yeah. defense. Looks like he doesn't lift. Like I'm sure he's very strong, but I feel like he looks like how I think I look when I feel out of shape. No, I All feel right. like that. I look like no, but like, dude, I I set a a, a three point record at the Bloomsburg Rec. Like this is this is All right. this is no joke. This, okay, uh, here's what I love about this. 
you think the Wilt 100 point game didn't happen because they probably weren't keeping score. But the Bloomsburg wreck has such a, a like a strong kind of like, you know, stack keeping thing going on that you're positive you set the record there. I'm for sure. I'm not I definitely. I, may, I made that up a while ago and I've just ran with it since. I like but the it. key like is it. the key is you have to say it with a lot of confidence. All Either right, way. Who's the starting five at WIP? Um, so see, I, Ike, because he will force his way on there. Um, I mean, Ike is def- Ike, Ike is probably the most athletic at the station. <laughs> like, is it even well, a question? Yeah, I mean, me, me, him. Uh, I think I'm definitely a starter. I think I think you're in there. I, I don't know. What I think I definitely like. am. I, I would you, be hard are you a point to... guard. Yeah, I would. I would be the main ball handler. I think uh, Richie played high school basketball. Okay, Richie. So that's so, four. So Richie's on there. Is, is the camera bringing the ball? No, up? I don't think the camera. No, the camera is not good at basketball. There's no shot. There's no shot. No Julio. Hugh doesn't strike me as a basketball player. Like, doesn't strike me well, as Hugh. I feel like would be like Charles Barkley, but like Rockets Charles Barkley, aggressive on the boards. Yeah, like like he would get a lot of rebounds. The round mound of rebound. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Douglas. Um, I would need to. I would need to get back in the, in better shape. What about 100%. James? James, no. sorry, James Seltzer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I don't think James can dribble a basketball. He would be. I'm trying to think of what NBA player I would compare James Dude. to. Like, I feel like it, it would just, almost like kind of be like Pat Bev with like, but with the Bobby Portis like eyes. <laughs> That's very, very kind. I feel like yeah. he dribbles a basketball with the palm down. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like that's that's how he dribble a basketball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like maybe some of the young, like can you imagine Kyle Quinn. Like <laughs> yeah, there? Kyle Quinn's probably definitely trash at basketball. Um. What about <laughs> oh, uh? Man. I feel like Kyle Quinn's got a sneaky, sneaky feistiness to him. He's definitely a guy that is like all hustle. He gets a rebound and goes like this, but then like <laughs> oh, yeah. can't do Come anything. Come on, after. dude. Yeah, exactly. On, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, we'll have to make it happen one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark's always like wanted to save, like cook me in basketball. <laughs> I was like, no, there's no way Mark's is good at basketball. There's, there's, I didn't Mark's grow up in Roxborough? No, he grew up in Willow Grove. Okay, he strikes me as a little Roxborough guy. No offense to Roxborough people, but right, who would ever? Roxborough doesn't strike me as a basketball haven. Yeah. What about TK? Is TK. <laughs> Getting them. No, I, no, I don't think TK would make it. TK's our center. I think, like, the yeah, I think the person who would be like surprisingly effective is maybe Dan Wilson. Kind of tall, still young. I don't. Okay. Ben Kenny. Ben Kenny. Ben Kenny would be, yeah, well, I already said Ben Kenny. You know, back in the day, they used to have a WIP basketball team. Do you know who the point guard was and who was actually like nasty? I'm talking right. like I'm talking like '90s, 2000s, early 2000s. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing it's not Gargano or Glenn Mack now. Oh, Rob Ellis. No. no, although I, I feel like Rob Ellis runs a, a good point guard. Dude, I, I bet like Rob runs like Rob the Ellis. most like pure, like people will be watching and be like, "This is how the game's supposed to be played." Like, <laughs> oh, dude, 100%, dude. dude Rob you runs it. Yeah. Robbie Robbie was born to coach high school basketball in Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, or one of like sure. the Cardinal Doherty, like one of <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, like, dude. Hunterman, like, yeah. 100%. All right. Who was it? No. Uh, Jody Mack. No way. Yeah, dude. Jody Mack. Jody Mack is, it was, uh, from what I heard, from what I heard, the Mo Cheeks of the, of the WIP basketball league. I mean, look, shout out to Jody. I would be very surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently he was like, 
his he it was a point guard in his high school team that went to states like who else was on this wip team um i think rob cherry was on it i could see and, rob's pretty tall yeah i mean i don't see basketball skill um no but i think i'm mean, not when you're not playing against talented people so i feel like it, the physical advantage is really what we're looking for yeah i don't i don't know I don't know we'll who else out. on it. I'd be down to do a WIP team. Could you see Angelo? I mean, Angelo Angelo's probably the center. Everyone's passing it to him. <laughs> yeah. Justin Morgenstein checks in and, and says he, he's getting a bucket on anyone at the station. And uh, you know what Justin's Justin looks like? Not Justin big. Looks like I mean, I'm bigger player. than Justin. Yeah. Justin looks like a soccer player trying to play basketball. You know what I mean? How old is Justin? Twenty has to be 24. Yeah. Has to be hey, 24. he doesn't strike like he's in like great shape to me. Like I'm no, sure he's like, shape. yeah, but I'm saying I like I, I don't do, does he strike you as like super fast? Oh, dude, hold on, Caleb, uh, the new kid, Caleb Flieger, was a Division three basketball player. I forgot Who's, he's on. All right, is Caleb the one that does the production at the Eagles games? He's the one that looks like me. Yes, yeah, so I don't think like... he looks like you, but I know who you're talking about. He does. He does the. He was at the Eagles um, pregame. Yes. Yeah, the guy I don't think the he end. looked like you at all, but he. I guess he has a similar body type as you but he, he doesn't have a similar face no of course i mean not many people do but Just saying, I'm, trying to compare your body. Sh- <laughs> I'm trying to decide if i want to shave or not speaking of my face uh but i would like to think that though because i have this be. going on yeah but uh, caleb was a division three basketball player before he went back to LaSalle, so he's probably in our starting five what what uh what school did he play at i forget i mean it's division three <laughs> It, was the, it doesn't. That's that's below Bloomsburg. That, that's Sirianni level. Yeah, I feel like technically, I could play division three. Right technically, now. technically, I'm more qualified, player wise, to run the Phillies than Nick Sirianni is to run the Eagles. All right, here we go. Two one five five nine two. Just like the point this is where we sign off. Yeah, <laughs> I played division two. Okay, he was the division three. He was. That's a good point. That's a good point. You should bring that up to him if the next time he calls in the afternoon show. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a. Uh, a long stream uh, as we yeah, it's good you know sometimes you gotta break it up fun yeah. win tonight uh, come hang out with us march 1st at mcgurk's in fort washington uh clap your hands is always presented by Coors light um we will be enjoying those at at mcgurk's on march 1st um the sixers might have saved the season tonight and saved our yep. sanity so that's Amen. that's the most important thing that happened tonight and uh thanks to everyone that that checked us out uh, leave us a uh, review, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Help us grow the show. Grow the show is what we say. For Jack, for Italian Short Parks, this has been another edition of Black Podcast.